Pastor Moore is coming. Jump on him, Jesus, in Jesus' name. Everybody say, bless him, Lord. Hallelujah. Thank you, children. Well, isn't it great to be back in the house of the Lord tonight and to join with our brothers and sisters of like precious faith to worship and exalt and give glory unto this one true and living God. Appreciate all of our singers and history players and just trying to give themselves to a work of the kingdom of God and service of Jesus. And you know, the devil hates them with a passion. They've kind of taken his place in a sense. He was created to, to create this atmosphere and this setting that we're in. And now tonight we work against him as he works against us. Try to hinder and prevent things from happening in, in services and individuals' lives. And, but you know what? I'm glad we got the Lord on our side tonight. And got the promises of the Word and the presence of God and the move of the Holy Ghost for us to help us along this journey and help us along this way. Got your Bibles like to turn with us, Judges, the sixth chapter. It's been a long time since I've preached out of the book of Judges. Man, a book that lasted some 400 years there about approximately. Individuals. It was raised up by God to bring deliverance and help the Israelites to be brought to victory again. And... Uh, what a God we serve and to help us and to minister to us. Judges, the sixth chapter, the 36th verse. Gideon said unto God, If thou wilt save Israel by my hand, as thou hast said. You heard the voice of God. You heard the instructions of the Lord. I realize it was even through maybe an angelic host at the beginning of it. But, but Gideon knew that it was the voice of God that had spoke to him. Instructed him. You know, for us to be able to sing that song and to experience the song that we just sung... We've got to do what it said, and that's to be strong and to stand true. Get our minds made up and get our faith out of that desert sand. Pray for an ear to hear the voice of God. But after hearing that voice, having the courage to obey it. A lot of times that voice will speak to things to us and immediately we begin to give the reasons why we can't do it. Why us? Who am I? But you know what? The voice of God is still ringing out from the heavens even tonight. I know he used a five-fold ministry. I know he's got the written word of God. He's got songs and means and ways. And even through visions and dreams and angelic host. But there's something about the voice of God. 
I'm sure there's not too many that's ever really heard it audibly. But all of us, probably one point or time, has heard or felt and knew that within us, that was the voice of God. That was God that was speaking to me. That was God that was inspiring and touching me. And too many times we find ourselves right where Gideon's at. Fleecing the Lord. Making sure that it was the voice of God. Because what he has asked me to do, called on me to do, I surely can't do it by myself. So I believe that God did look down upon Gideon on even this process that he's going through to get Gideon to accomplish and to achieve what the voice of God had spoken to him, moved upon him about. It was finding, finally had reached a point just in seven years. But for this man to be used, as we go back and look at the scriptures, God actually spoke to Gideon and told him that though single-handedly he'd bring deliverance for the Israelites against the Midianites, against the Amalekites, and against the people of the East. But it's one thing to hear that voice, but quite another to be able to respond to it and to obey it. And fulfill what the voice has said for us to do. Lord, we love you tonight and appreciate you. We're so thankful tonight for every soul that's in this house tonight. Every vessel that's walked in this place. God, there's no doubt in my heart, mind, and spirit tonight, even in the time of prayer. And some that came for prayer, there's many things are swirling around their heads and Spirits and voices and powers of even of the enemy. But God, we know that you want to be a voice in our lives, a voice in our hearts, a voice to give us instructions, a voice to give us guidance, a voice to speak unto us and through us. Amen. Because it's your heartbeat and will for us to be victorious, to overcome the adversary and the powers that wars against us. God, we're praying for a special touch and a special visitation in this house tonight. We're just earthen vessels and we need you. We need your anointing. We're not kidding ourselves tonight. We need you to touch us. We need you to loosen our tongues. We need you to guide us. We want to hear the voice of God in the world, the time that we're living, God. We want to walk with it. We want to abide with it. We want to go as a song even said. We want to be that mountain with you, God. Not without you, but with you. We want to meet you on the mountaintops. We want to walk up at God and be who and what you want us to be in the world that we're living, in the time that we're living, God. We pray for a season of your presence in this house tonight to help us. So we give you the glory and the praise and the honor here tonight. In the name of Jesus, in the name of Jesus. You may be seated. God's been good to us in this local assembly and in our community. Only the record books in heaven has recorded how often the 
voice of God, hand of God, the presence of God that operates through his angelic host and the powers that, that only he abodes in and dwells through. All of us would probably be shocked tonight if our eyes were open and we could really see the spiritual realms and what's, what takes place out there even beyond the five senses. <laughs> we may not even want to leave the house of God tonight. God really opened that up. and We begin to see what really transpires and takes place among us we watch the spirit of iniquity as it seems to increase even in the world that we're in tonight the power of it how that individuals are prone and, and, and given to sometimes and how they give themselves over to voices Especially now with the aid and the assistance of certain elements. And you know what they are. And some more prevalent than others. To cause an individual to believe that voices are out there. And these voices will instruct them and tell them. I've seen situations, read articles, a man of individuals. Such as... Brothers that would kill their own sisters. And I'm talking about you could tell. And he told the courts. He told the judge. He told them around that Satan told him to kill her. You could see it in him. You could tell by his manner. In fact, in the courtroom itself. And this wasn't in America. This was in Russia. This particular guy. They couldn't even give him free course in the courtroom. That they had built a, a room, they had built a little cage like, it wasn't really a cage, it was a walled in, glassed in little closet area that they took and brought him and put him in in the back part of that courtroom because of his disturbance. But even trying to lock him up and trying to put him in such a place, man, he would try to tear out, he would try to wake his way through the little areas of the door and even through the ceiling and they had to get, get the security guards back in there and tase him and do all kind of things to try to get him back under control and bring him back to a place and all because he was claiming he heard the voice of Satan given himself and yielded himself unto that voice it's a dangerous thing I've heard people I've never, I've never experienced it not planning on it I've heard people talk about fooling around with, with Ouija boards and sometimes playing to start with, but as they begin to play with that Ouija board and begin to test it, all of a sudden it wasn't playing. All of a sudden things begin to transpire into that room and voices begin to come in that room and calling them by name and things begin to unfold and transpire. Don't ever under. Estimate the power of a voice. A voice, a man, a man, hopefully and prayerfully, the voice that could be a positive, a voice of truth. 
Amen. What we lend our ears unto, what we can be talked into or talked out of. Amen. The power of a voice. I'm telling you, the luring powers of the world, the luring powers of your own carnality, the luring powers of your own conscience and your own voice that try, will try to guide you and try to instruct you. Amen. To accomplish this or to uh, attain that. But I thank God tonight that there's still the voice of God that's ringing out from the heavens, that's ringing out from pulpits, that's ringing out of earthen vessels, even earthen vessels in this house tonight, that's lent their ear unto the voice of God, unto the touch of God and the power thereof, that there is still a true voice in the world that we're living in, in the wickedness and the darkness that we're living in, and the hopelessness that we're living in. Hallelujah. There's still a voice, a man that's not the author of confusion, Amen. But this voice, when it speaks, it's going to speak absolute truth into our spirit and absolute truth into our lives. We don't gather on it on a Sunday night or any other time in the house of God. We don't take it lightly. We don't take it for granted because it's in this house and it's in this gathering. It's in this place that's been dedicated and set aside. I'm telling you, if there's any voice that's got the power of the voice of the enemy, it's still in the house of God. It's still under the option the power of the Holy goes. It's still obedience unto the writings of the word of God. There's anything that can silence the voice of the enemy. It's still the voice of God. We'll let it ring out into our hearts and ring out into our minds and into our spirits. It's really what we lend our ears to. Revelation warns us to all the seven churches. It tells us he that's got an ear to hear what the Spirit has to say unto the church. Hollywood probably didn't realize it under the influence of the prince of the air. As they began to play games, and I don't know a whole lot about it. I'm just going to obey the Holy Ghost and what it puts in my mind. <laughs> but as she began to play with... With Halloween, and she would begin to play, putting out move, movies and, and things of this nature, of scaring movies and things of that that would be saturated with witchcraft and saturated with the demonical forces and powers of wickedness, not realizing what they was feeding this nation, not realizing, amen, at that point in time, what was going to be the results and the outcome of it. Hallelujah. But now, amen, it's not a game. Some of these things are actually unfolding and actually taking place. And we got people, you'd be surprised probably in this county, amen, the people that turns themselves and give themselves over as devil worshipers and voices of darkness and they find joy. They lay in their bed pondering and wondering just how, how wicked they can be and how ungodly they can be. Hallelujah. I've heard of people amen. Some even in prison amen. They, they begin to want to, they want books amen that help them to understand about witchcraft. I want to tell you something. It's a dangerous thing amen to begin deal and buy books that got in 
any type of witchcraft in it. Oh, we, we just thought from Hollywood, bewitch. Amen. It was just a, a comical thing. It just, just a, not, they didn't realize behind the scene what was really being released. Hallelujah. What really was going to come to pass. What it was going to lead us to. But I thank God in the midst of all of it. There's still a true voice. There's still a power a voice. Amen. Called Jesus Christ. There's a power in our hearts, our minds, and our spirits. That regardless of the troubles and the trials and the warfares. Amen. There is a captain of hosts. There's a lord of hosts. There's a lord of the battle. And if we got an ear to hear his voice, I'm telling you, there's not one single battle. There's not such a struggle that he will not bring us victory. I don't care if it's a family problem. I don't care if it's a spiritual problem. I don't care if it's a physical problem. I believe the voice of God. If we'll just make up in our minds and hearts and in our spirits. God, I want to hear your voice. <laughs> I want to see some old-fashioned moving of the Holy Ghost and the power of God. I thought it's a little comical. And Brother Nathan sent out late this evening. Anybody recognize the voice? <laughs> Hallelujah. I didn't text back. I didn't respond at all. Hallelujah. But I thought within myself, well, do I take that as a little flag and saying you're on the right track tonight? Amen. Because I want to recognize the voice of God in my life. I want to recognize the voice that God sends to me. I don't care if he uses a donkey. Don't make me any difference. If he chooses to use a donkey and that's what it's going to take to get me turned around, then God send the donkey. Hallelujah. Send whatever you got to send. I don't care, amen, who it is and where they come from. I don't care, amen, if they got a bunch of degrees behind their name or don't have any degrees behind their name. I don't care if they've ever preached a message or if it's the first man or if they've preached thousands of them. Hallelujah. I want to limit God in no boundaries and my own preconceived ideas. Hallelujah. I want my heart and my spirit open, not to the voice of the world and the opinion of the world, but I want to open my heart, my mind, and spirit up to the voice of God. I'm telling you, we live in a generation that's full of all kinds of voices, but I'm here to tell you, heaven still only has one voice. As you go back and look at this, this situation with, with Gideon. And how it began to unfold. The Bible says that they had been under the oppression of the Midianites for seven years. The Midianites, the Amalekites, the people of the east. The Lord only, if you read the scripture, amen, the Bible says that the Lord delivered them into the hand of the Midians for seven years. The hand of the Midianites prevailed against Israel. Because of the Midianites, the children of Israel made them the dens which were in the mountains, in caves, and strongholds. Now we see this happening, amen, often, through, even throughout the Bible. Different ones such as even men of God like Elijah, men of God like David, 
men of God, but not only men of God, but the enemy themselves finding caves as a place of hiding, a place, a man of trying to find some protection, a man in the caves, and so they hid themselves. But I want you to notice something. And so it was when Israel had sown that the Midianites came up. But watch this. And the Amalekites and the children of the east. Now the Lord didn't really say about just, but he mentions the Midianites. But it's something about the enemy. There's something about the forces of the enemy. Hallelujah. You can see it time and time again played out physically in the word of God where God would raise up an individual and come up and be as a correcting rod against Israel. But they'd always go beyond the punishment that God intended them to, to go through. They'd always hallelujah, go way beyond that until God would bring it back upon them. That's the way the devil works. I'm here to tell and warn somebody tonight. There's some voices that you've been lending your ear to and giving yourself over to. And it's always causing you heartache and trouble in the family and in the church body. And it's time for you wake up and realize this is the voice that I don't need to be feeding this is the voice of rebellion this is the voice of rebellion and this voice of rebellion is what God hears in trouble time and time again it's time to hear the voice of God you can call me whatever you want to call me but one day you're going to have to look up here and say you know what that's my spiritual leader that's the voice of God if I'm going to get out of the mess I'm in i got to submit myself, yield myself you can run off somewhere else if you want to but I'm telling you, you better humble yourself I want to be careful here. Some of this just kind of hit me in since service. And so, I think it's a dangerous thing to start moving different locations of worship without the right reason. First of all, it better have the voice of God in it. It's got to have the voice of God in it. The voice, the voice of God to guide me and lead me and help me. You're the voice of God to help us in all the areas of our lives. Jobs. If I was in this house tonight and unmarried, I'd seek for the voice of God. And choosing of a helpmate. Above everything else. If I claim the Holy Ghost and going to live for God. And plan to live for God the rest of my life. I'd get on my face and I'd talk to God. And I'd tell God. God, you send a suitable helpmate. You send me one. Amen. If they're already here, you let me know. And you let them know. <laughs> well. <laughs> Hallelujah. As far as I'm concerned, that's the second most important decision you'll ever make in your life. It's who you decide to lay down with for the rest of your life. Who will join up with you, amen. Not setting out, amen, to make big money. That's okay if that's part of it. And that's in the voice of God and the plan of God. 
Amen. But the real, the real deal is having one, a man that can tune in. Proverbs tells us and has taught us two is better than one. Amen. Because if you got two, that when the enemy comes in and you're knocked down, if you got somebody to help encourage you, you got somebody to help you get up, you got to have somebody to help you pray, you got to have somebody, amen, to be the voice of God in your life. Hallelujah. You got to have that, that one that can back it up, what God says. And sometimes they have to get right in your face. Hallelujah. Sometimes when you're really wanting to do what you want to do, but they got to be the one that says, no, we're not going there because we know what the Bible says. We know this is not right and we're not giving in and we're one and we're not going to be divided and we're not going to be separated, but we're going to hook up and join up and we're going to hear the voice of God in our lives. We're going to have the blessings of God in our lives. We're going to have the favor of God in our lives. This is the voice we got to listen to and we're willing to pay whatever price. We got to keep this voice, keep this voice and hearing distance of who and what we are. Bible says whatever God put together let no man put asunder look what man's done man don't even want to put male and female together anymore man wants to say it's alright hallelujah to came and do what you want to him with your own one but I beg the difference reader almonds that's lust being lust let loose that's lust those that denied God, those that denied the voice of God, those that denied the righteousness of God, this is what they're accomplishing. And if you're trying to build a relationship off of lust, honey, you're in trouble. You know, I'm not a counselor. I'm not smart enough to be one. I'll just tell you like it is. But I've had a few to call and question Some of the first things I hear, well, there's not much choice here. You know my response to that? <laughs> you sure are putting God in an awful small sandbox to play in. And God can only play in the sandbox that you build. It's big and awesome, as mighty as he is. He can only play in the sandbox of your faith. Come on, I'm preaching to you. You think God's limited to this, this area and this church, then you don't think much of God. I'm telling you, God can pull him out of Russia. God can pull him out of Japan. God can pull him out of wherever he gets ready to pull him. He's big enough and faithful enough and honest enough. He'll do it when nobody else can do it. You know what we've done? We put it in Hollywood, dating games and stuff like that to put us together. God have mercy on us. You don't need a chat room. You don't need a computer. You need a prayer room and the voice of God. That's what you need. Gotta fight your battles. You'll quit shooting one another. If you'll quit trying to devour and bite. If we'll just humble ourselves. If we'll just yield ourselves. And here we are, God. We're in a mess. We're not even sure how we got here. Folks, this wasn't intended. I can tell you that right now. God knows it. And it don't matter if you know it or not right now, but God knows it. But I'm going to obey the Holy Ghost. 
Hallelujah. That's the reason so many people. I'm telling you something. Apostolic people ought not be in the message of some of the worldly people. Hallelujah. I, I see the world people winding up like that. I can see where people's got voices. The blind leading the blind and they all fall in the ditch. But I don't see that happening where you got spiritual leaders and the voice of God in your life and you just rebel against it. It's not God's fault, baby. That's our fault. We can blame whoever. You've heard me say this, and I mean it. If I don't make it to heaven, it's not going to be nobody's fault but my own. It's not going to be God's fault. It's not going to be the church's fault. It's not going to be my wife's fault. It's not going to be my children's fault. It's going to be my fault. God's been good to me. God's been faithful. I've been blessed far more than what I deserved. Hallelujah. He's been too good to me, Brother Randy. Showed me mercy and grace and compassion too many times. I've been in too big a blessings too many times. But you know what? If I just learned to wait on God, if I just learned to wait on God, if I put my trust in God, if I just stay faithful, I can get my mountain. If I just stay strong in the promises and the voice of God, I stay strong in the word of God. The instructions thereof. I'll get my mountain. Hey, hey, hey. But you can't dig, keep digging caves in your mountain, honey. You keep digging them caves. You keep digging on the mountain. After a while, the mountain won't even exist. Somewhere along the journey, you got to come out of there. That's what Elijah wanted to do. But it was a still, small voice that came to the man of God and told him, said, baby, the journey's not over yet. I'm not done with you. You got some folks you got to anoint. You got some folks you got to go tap into. Hallelujah. So, so you know, besides that, there's 7,000 that hadn't bowed their knee, amen, to the foot of Baal. Hallelujah. Just because you don't know it. You know what's wrong with a lot of people? If they don't see it, it ain't smoke unless it's coming out of their chimney. If it ain't coming from one they think it ought to come from. Oh, God, help me here. Why do you think the devil works so hard to get you crossed up with the spiritual leader of this household? Because if he can get you crossed up with the pastor and the spiritual leader of this household, I'm telling you, he's got it won. It doesn't matter what evangelist comes. It doesn't matter about anybody else that comes. Hallelujah, because they can prophesy the world all over you. But when I step in here and try to back it up with two witnesses and you don't let it happen and you don't believe it, hallelujah, you're not going to get your mountain because you don't believe the voice of God. I didn't set this up. I didn't even want to be a part of it. Not in the five-fold ministry part. I'm telling you the truth. My wife tells people all the time I didn't marry a preacher. She's still not married to one. I'm just kidding. Hallelujah. You're just trying to be one. Hallelujah. This is God's business. 
But you know what? Hey Amen. That's the reason we come from across that river. That's the reason we bought six acres. That's the reason we built the buildings that we built. That's the reason we put a cement black, uh, parking lot out there. The reason we put trying to buy some fields. Hallelujah. Why? Because we want truth in this community. We want the voice of God in this community. I said we want the voice of God in this community. Because we got some little darlings that's coming up that's got to know what the voice of God is in their lives. I'm telling you, you live in a world and a time with technology. There's all kind of voices coming from all different directions. And you better teach and train your little babies to hear the voice of God. Amen. You're talking about perverts. You're talking about twisted up. I've had them to tell me. On Hollywood itself. They got them, it's got the Bible in one hand, cigar in the other, or one in their mouth. <laughs> Telling people how to be saved from what? Telling people how to be delivered from what? When you're in bondage. But they glory in that. The Bible says the belly is their God and the glory in the unrighteous. And they magnify and exalt it. Make it sound like it's something that it's not. I want the voice of God. Hallelujah. To give me instructions and guidance. Just like Gideon on the backside of that wine press. Straighten out. Straight, amen. That little bit of wheat that he had. And then God sends in a visitation of an angel. Amen. At a whole tree. And he calls. He says, my, the mighty man of God. Listen to him. You can be seated. Mighty man of valor. I want you to listen to something here, though. I want you to, if you don't catch nothing else tonight, hopefully I can find that verse here. It's a conversation. Watch this. Angel Lord appeared unto him and said unto him, The Lord is with thee, thy mighty man of valor. Gideon said unto him, O my Lord, if the Lord be with us, why then is all of this befalling us? And where be all his miracles which our fathers told us of? Saying, did not the Lord bring us up from Egypt? But now the Lord hath forsaken us and delivered us into the hands of the Midianites. The next verse, watch this. The Lord looked upon him. And said, go in this thy might. Gideon, I got you stirred up there now. You just made some very strong points right there. And that spirit is working on you right now. If you'll just activate it, if you'll just respond, if you won't hesitate. You know one problem with a lot of us is when God speaks to us, we hesitate. We start looking for excuses not to do it. We start looking for excuses why we ought not be the one. Why shouldn't we be the voice? Why shouldn't we be the voice of truth? Why shouldn't we be the voice of revival? Why shouldn't we be the voice of miracles? Why shouldn't we be the voice of bring families back together, honey? I tell you, we got the true voice that abides and dwells and flows through us God's been good to us so he's telling Gideon right here and the Lord looked upon him and said go in this thy might and thou shalt save Israel from the hand of the Midianites 
have not I sent thee? He said unto him, O my Lord, wherewith shall I serve, save Israel? Behold, my family is the poor in Manasseh, and I am the least in my father's house. And the Lord said unto him, Surely I will be with thee, and thou shalt smite the Midianites as one man. What did he tell Moses? What did he tell Elijah? This voice, this voice, a true voice, a powerful voice that we allow to be worked into our hearts and work into our lives even in this place tonight. As we humble and yield ourselves unto the voice. I won't read all of it, but you see the, the instructions that begin to be given to, to Gideon, a man here, and how that he's called upon. A man that's going to cleanse out even of his own dad, and he does it at night because of fear. A man because of his dad's servants and, and the worship of Baal. But he takes that old, that bullock of seven years old, and the new bullock, and he tears down the altars of Baal, and he builds the altar unto God, and he offers sacrifices unto him. And the next morning, whenever the Baal worshipers get up, and they begin to find out who it is, and they come to Joaz and say, hey, that boy's got to die. And Joaz said, no, we'll let Baal fight his own battles. We'll see if Baal's God or not. I'm going to tell you something. God ain't never had a problem being God. God ain't never had a problem bringing victory into the heart and the souls and the mind of his people. Those that bear his name, that's washed in his blood, that's filled up with his spirit. I tell you, there's going to always be victory. There's always. It may not be in the time you want it. It may not be in the season you want it. But if you stay time faithful to God, you've got to get your mountain. You've got to get your mountain. You've got to get your mountain. The devil's not big enough. Society's not big enough. The world's not big enough. Hell, your family's not big enough. Nobody's big enough to rob you of your mountain. But you've got to be faithful and committed to the voice of God. And to be faithful to the voice of God, you can't criticize the church. You can't run down the body. I'm just trying to help us. It works together, honey. This church belongs to him. Hallelujah. This church belongs to him. I almost was tempted tonight. Amen. And thank God it's well. It is, ain't it? Lord have mercy. Hallelujah. Get that name off of there. The only name that matters anything is the name of Jesus. Hallelujah. That's where all power in heaven and earth's at. It's in this voice, the voice of Jesus. Hallelujah. That gets a hold of our heart. Do we under and understand the power of this voice? Hallelujah. At the sound of the trump of God, the voice of the archangel. In a moment of time, we're gonna lose, we're gonna leave this old world. Do you understand the revelation told us it's going to be the voice of God? It's going to cause a resurrection both of the saved and of those of corruption. You've heard the stories, and I have too. Individuals that died. I remember one particular one I read. And this guy, had, he hadn't lived too good of life, and he knew that he was in trouble with God. But he had his family to take him. Had him cremated. They took him up on a certain spot somewhere on one of those mountains. And I can't remember the story in full tonight, but uh, certain streams and that went off the side of that mountain on, on two or three different directions and go out into different areas in the rivers and the ocean. And, he, and his thinking and his ability to reason, he said, there's no way even God won't be able to pull it all back together. But I beg the difference with you. When the voice of God rings out and calls him by name, it was this voice that called on Lazarus. 
I'm telling you, if you'll hear the voice of God tonight, he can call you out of your tombs. He can call you out of your graves. He can call you out of your depression. He can call you out of whatever condition you're in. The voice of God is powerful. The voice of God is unlimited. It's a voice of God that you read about in Psalms that created the heavens and the earth. The voice of God. have that voice in our hearts and to have that voice in our lives. This is one of the greatest voices to back up. Anytime you think you hear the voice of God, if you doubt it, start backing it up. So this is Gideon had found himself in the scriptures that I read to you tonight in a place after this it all unfolded. He told God, hey, God, don't be angry with me. He said, but I want to fleece the Lord. And the first time he, he put him in the fleece out there and asked him, said, let it, the dew be wet all around it, but not the fleece. And sure enough, the next morning gets out there, buddy, it's wet, man. It's wet all around it. Amen. The next day, you know what? Hallelujah. Sometimes it doesn't hurt for us. God, was that, was that did you inspire me? God, was that your voice? God, I'm not on an ego trip, but I want to do what you want me to do. I want to please you, God. I want to, I want to be obedient to your voice. I want to be obedient to your touch. Hallelujah. I want to be right. And so sometimes it would really do us good, Brother Byron. He made a check out, out with the scriptures and make sure that what I've heard was a voice of God. Because I'm telling you, the devil is in the business of betricking. It was by the voice of the devil. Amen. That caused the first transactions in the, in the Garden of the Eden. Hallelujah. Where, where Eve listened to the wrong voice and twisted and distorted the word of God and persuaded her that the best thing she could do was to take of that fruit. Hallelujah. That God was keeping something from her. That he was hiding things. Said if you'll take this fruit you'll be like us gods. But that's with a little g. And yes there's good and evil at the tree. Hallelujah. But we got to deal with the evil. Hallelujah. We got to deal with that. And so we got to have an ear to hear the voice of God in our lives. We got to have an ear to hear what the Spirit's got to say to us. We got to be in the business of seeking first the kingdom of God and his kingdom and his voice and his favor and his blessings. That's what it's really all about if we're going to live a life that's pleasing in the sight of the Lord tonight. We've got to get a passion. We've got to get a hunger and desire in us to want to hear it, to want to give ourselves into it. Let me ask you something. What other voice do they hear in the garden? Where art thou, Adam? It was a voice ringing out in the garden. Where art thou, Adam? What about it tonight, ma'am? What about it, sir? Is that voice ringing out from the heavens tonight? Where art thou? What are you doing? Where are you headed? <laughs> Come out of that cave. Hear the voice of God in your life. Humble yourself. Submit yourself to it. Young and old and all in between. Giving ourselves unto the voice of God. And to the moving of the Holy Ghost. It's in Psalms 29. 
3 through 9 that you hear this. The voice of the Lord is upon the waters. The voice of the Lord is powerful. The voice of the Lord is full of majesty. The voice of the Lord breaketh the cedars, yea, even the cedars of, of Lebanon. He maketh them also to skip like calves, and Lebanon seared like young, young unicorns. The voice of the Lord divideth the flame from the fire. It's the word of God that divides both the spirit and the soul, the marrow and the bone. Hey, something about this voice that can penetrate. Don't you ever underestimate the power of the voice to penetrate you where you're at, to penetrate the dilemma you're in and the situation you're in. I don't care how bogged down you are. And we'll tell you something else. He's also got an ear to hear his voice and the cry of his people. They can throw him in dungeons. They can shackle them down. But you can't stop the voice of God when it begins to say, I want to send an earthquake. I'm going to bust this jailhouse wide open. It was a voice of God. He didn't need nobody else's key. He didn't need nobody else's assistant. When God gets ready to make a jailbreak, honey, he don't need nobody. He don't need a judge. He don't need a lawyer. He don't need nobody, honey. God can do it. I remember Brother Cornwell. How many of you listened to that message he preached here a while back? How many of you believe that about the offering? Maybe a lot of you didn't hear it. Brother Cornwell's talking about when he's evangelizing. He's preaching for this certain preacher. I believe this is one of the ones he was going to give to him. And he'd always give a revival, preach a revival, and then get paid a revival, and then give a revival. And uh, anyway, he got to this place and they left the offering plates out and said they had church and all that. And said they left and locked the doors. And the man went out to McDonald's or somewhere to eat and come back. Said when he got back, said the offering plates were full. Counted, got it all together. $600, I think. My memory serves me right. <laughs> said the following week, said he practiced the same thing. Said they kind of agreed, you know. He made. <laughs> Pastor got agreed to give me anyway. They finally split it up. <laughs> finally come to agreement of splitting it up. They done that for three Sundays in a row. <laughs> we don't know if we believe that or not, do we? <laughs> well, okay. <laughs> Hallelujah. Well, Brother Cornwell's still alive. Call him up and ask him. <laughs> Hallelujah. Amen. If you don't believe it, then I'm telling you, he's telling it. So, And he's, he's, he's an apostolic preacher and, and all this other stuff. But uh, hallelujah, three Sundays in a row, they left. And he said about, about the last Sunday, they didn't even stay and eat all the McDonald's. <laughs> Amen. <laughs> They're so excited about getting back and counting the money. <laughs> hallelujah. God can do it. Does he do it very often? Probably not. Do you believe he got manna for Israel? Do you believe that his that, that clothes and the shoes that never wore out? Have you ever prayed over yours? <laughs> no, I'd rather have mine you pair. <laughs> I wish I could get a good pair of Sunday shoes, a black and a brown, and I don't care if things in style or not. <laughs> they wouldn't hurt my feet. <laughs> and I pray God let them last until you come. <laughs> Hallelujah. It'd be fine with me if he blesses our suits. And they they the ones I wear till I leave here. I ain't worried about style. I don't know if I'm in style or out of style. It really don't make me any difference. I've had people, what kind of what kind of tie you got on? What kind of suit? I ain't got a clue. Ask my wife. 
Don't even know the brand of it. No, it covers me up, and I, you know, it don't hinder me from worshiping. So you know what? I'm fine with it. What I'm trying to tell us tonight, I'm not worried about my tomorrows. I'm not worried about next week. The only thing I'm worried about is having a revival. All I'm worried about is hearing the voice of God. All I'm worried about is seeing a move of the Holy Ghost. All I'm worried about is seeing these babies, amen, feel the power of God and speaking in that every language and become a new creation by the hand of God and the touch of God. Musicians, you can come. I'm about through. I won't read all the scriptures I got here tonight, but I pull from out of Jeremiah. Jeremiah 7 and 23 to 28. He lets us know that the reason Israel was going to wind up in Babylon and in captivity they had a problem with the voice of God. He said, But this thing commanded I them, saying, Obey my voice. And I will be your God, and he shall be my people. You know, God hadn't changed his mind about that. He wants to be your God. He wants you to be his people. Everybody under the sound of my voice, God wants to speak to us. He wants to inspire us. He wants to guide us. That's the reason of the Holy Ghost. The Holy Ghost is not just for us to feel chill bumps and to dance. And Oh, that's part of it. I love it. I love it so much I do it here when you're not even here. Yeah. Sometimes I, I use the fellowship hall to pray in and get to walking around out there. It's more room and walking. And, and sometimes it gets to feeling so good, I just get to dance and worship. I'm sure somebody walked through there, they think, what is wrong with that preacher? But on the other hand, they may feel something they've never felt before. And understand why this voice that it guide us this voice that will speak to us on a personal basis and nothing's too small and nothing's too big that he doesn't want to have a say in it when we carry on transactions without praying without trying to hear the voice of God. It's dangerous. That's where we find ourselves sometime in possibly financial situations or other dilemmas because we didn't take the time to call on Him, cry out to Him. Because everything that comes our way, just because it looks good, it sounds good, Maybe even be a, a real blessing. 
sometimes the voice of God will say, uh-uh. Because this God looks beyond that. Gideon had to really learn how to hear the voice of God. He sets out on this battle against the Midianites, the Amalekites, and the children of the east. He sets out pretty good. He touches base with other tribes and they come and join him. And he has some 32,000 to go with him in battle. I'm sure he's feeling pretty good. I'm, I'm sure he's feeling pretty secure. But then God began to talk to him and begin to be a voice in his life. And he told him, he said, hey. <laughs> said, you tell them, those that's afraid and fearful to go home. You know, Gideon probably thought in his mind, that ain't no big deal, probably two or three hundred to go. <laughs> But all of a sudden, after he spoke it, man, about 22,000 left. Left him with 10,000. <laughs> so now Gideon, with the 10,000, as he makes his way, God speaks to him again. He tells him, he says, you got too many. He said, they'll take the credit. I told you I was the one. I'm the one that's going to deliver. I'm the one that's going to fight this battle. I'm going to be the one. He said, I tell you what, go down to the, go down to the river, go down to the waters and get down on your knees. And, 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 and those that get down and, and they scoop it up and lap it like a dog. I wonder how many of us would do that. I mean, man, you got to lap it up. I wanted this Holy Ghost so bad, Brother Brennan. I remember youth camp. I just got started coming. Back there praying and doing. Somebody come back there and tell me. Said, man, just stick your tongue out. That's no word in the Bible. I know better today. I ain't going to walk up and tell you to stick your tongue out. But I was naive. Didn't know any better. But I was willing. So I stuck up there. God didn't get a hold of it. <laughs> but I was willing to try. Can I tell all of us something? That's the reason we got to be careful with our voices. These little darlings, as parents, as grandparents, Uncles and aunts and nephews, brothers and sisters in the Lord. They believe you. They believe you as though you're the voice of God. That dream is so dangerous around the supper table or breakfast table or the bar. What type of conversations you let unfold. About whether or not if it was God or not. It amazes me. <laughs> Them little ears seem to always hear what they ought not to hear. And all out of the blue a day or two later, they'll mention it. They say something in line of it. And you and I both know as parents... 
baby, don't, don't, don't repeat that. That's, that's not to be. <laughs> the power of the voice, both to the good and to the evil. Has there ever been a voice that spoke into your life? That when it was spoken and the words that were spoken come in like a fiery dart, smote you. Sometimes it's as hard as you try to, to get it out of there and to, 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 to get it dug up and to, to, to get it in a place. I'm talking to us tonight. Trying to help us tonight. The tongue, the power, James writes about it. The smallest member, but it, yet it's like a fire. And it can be it can be set so easy with just a few words. A few spoken words said. I, I believe that's the reason Paul. Be angry and sin not. If it's ever a time you got to put the guard up, if it's ever a time you got to really, amen, that in that moment, in that time, to put the bridle on and put the watchman at the door. And, uh, and, and it might be the best thing. Let's don't talk about this a while. Let, let, let us cool down. Let us, let us. Because right now in this setting, I'm really going to say some things and I'm going to say it in a manner. Could it be that the reason the scripture focuses on the cool of the day. When you read of the cool of the day, it was a time that God was coming after Adam and Eve had taken up the fruit. That God waited to the cool of the day. Huh. You remember the time of Moses? Remember the time that the children and under Aaron's leadership and fashioned and shaped those golden calves and God tells Moses to go down. The anger of God. I want to annihilate them. I want to destroy them. God, Moses calms him down and tries to get him. But I find it a little, a little amazing to it that when Moses comes down off the side of that mountain, and he gets down there and begins to view him. That temper gets the best of him. Throws the hand to work of God and breaks it. It's the reason we have to be careful at all times. You got an adversary. Got one that's working against you at every moment and every time that he can to destroy and to annihilate. Now watch this. I'm going to tie it back. Go back and read the setting. Why was Gideon at the wine press threshing out that little bit of wheat? The Bible don't say anything about the Midianites stealing anything. This is what the Bible says. They came as such a host like grasshoppers. 
that they came and destroyed what they had. What nothing left, not an ox, not a donkey, anything. But it's almost like the scripture says they didn't take it off. They just came and destroyed it. Let me ask you something. What's one of the titles of your enemy called the devil? He is a destroyer. And through the power of his voice, he's out to destroy. To annihilate. They just trample it under their feet. Read it. All the work and laboring, planting and sowing and doing the work. There's nothing more disappointing than watching people just trample it under their feet. Hallelujah. Scripture warns us about trampling what under our feet? The grace of God. The grace of God. How many times has it visited us? How many times has it walked by us? How many times, amen, God used the fivefold ministry and introduced us again to his grace and mercy and to his voice in our lives? Hallelujah. But if we're not careful, we'll, we'll, we'll allow circumstances and circumstances and things of that nature rise up in us. And when we walk out, amen, it'll override the grace of God. If we're not careful, amen, we'll just start trampling it under our feet, not believing in the grace of God, the voice of God that we've heard. Not believing in the touch of God and the promises. It's by the voice of God that we got these promises that will never leave us nor forsake us. It's by the voice of God that we got an inheritance laid up for us. It's by the voice of God that we can be made overcomers. It's by the voice of God that will heal us of our every affliction and every disease. It's by the voice of God amen, that we can be victorious over every circumstance. It's by the voice of God that he promised, amen, to Joshua and Caleb that you can have your mountain, Caleb, it was the voice of God that was put to him. And for 40 years, Caleb had to hold on to that voice and to that promise. As he watched the rest of them die, some to the left and some to the right. The hour come and the day come. I want my mountain. I want my mountain. It's by the voice of God that kept strengthening him. Kept him focused. Kept him connected to the promised land. He walked through the same wilderness everybody else. He walked through the same dry places. He watched a man the misery. The sorrow and the pain. But there was something, a promise, a voice that was in him. When he'd sit down with his grandbabies, he would tell them, no, there's a voice. There's a promise. Hallelujah, hallelujah. There's a promise, amen, for this church. For this church, there's a promise of revival. There's a promise because we came over here with the intention, amen, to build in this church on nothing but truth. Build it on the powers of the gospel and the powers invested in the name of Jesus Christ. We're not interested in none of that other. We're interested in the old-fashioned move of God, a visitation of God that drives everything out of us. Every individual of this house, every bit of the bitterness and the envy and the strife, it's that voice, amen, that's got to arrive above all these other voices. I'm telling you, there's a spirit that's got a hold of this nation. We've got a right, and we want our rights, and we deserve this. 
And I'll just leave that alone there. But as we stand here tonight. John helps us out a lot with a voice tonight. The 10th chapter talks about, Brother Ford had done mentioned, about the Good Shepherd. But in this particular chapter, read about who is, he talks about that his, his sheep, a man will hear his voice. John's writings informs us that who's the door and explains the parable unto us that all that came before him claiming to be God and claiming to be the savior of the world was nothing but thieves and robbers until Jesus Christ came on the scene. Oh, 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 oh that so Lucifer himself tried to raise up one after another through those 4,000 years. You can read in Acts where others had came and trying to get a following and trying to get a group. I'm telling you, we're living in a world today through technology. Everybody's wanting followers. Everybody's wanting them to check in and what they got to say and where they're going and what they're doing. It's a voice. It's a voice. It's screaming out. But the only voice that's going to mean anything is a voice our Savior, the voice of hope, the voice of peace, the voice of guidance. I'm telling you, we're living in a world today. <laughs> I had somebody to go somewhere just in the last week or two and talked about some things that was, was there. On the platform. I just, I just, I just don't know where this apostolic church is even going to wind up if it's not careful. If we, if we keep. Somebody's voices got in. Somebody's voices persuaded. Somebody's voice finally convinced them. I'm going to make this statement. It, it won't be good, but I'm going to make it anyway. Nobody will ever, ever persuade me that it's pleasing to God for us to start wearing beards and looking like the world. Brother Jake, don't take it offensive. You, you, you don't have the Holy Ghost. You don't know what. Here's my problem with some of that. If we start listening to those voices and letting them in. Then what are the voices you're going to have to listen to? How are you going to wear it? How are you going to tend to it? How long can it be? Voices. I know one voice I hear. Come out from among them and be separate. But I hear nothing is just as important 
I don't want to just come out and be separate. But God, you help me to tap in. Tap into your voice. Tap in, amen, to your heartbeat. Tap into what you want us to do. What direction you want us to take. We want to impact our families. We want to impact our community. We want to let people know there is a way to live. There's a way to please God. I'm telling you to have the presence of God. To take up habitation in this place. That the habitation of God will be in this house. When that drug addict pulls on that parking lot out there, he'll feel a drawing power or the presence in this place. Hey, I feel something's going to help me. I feel something that to liberate me. I feel something that set me free. He goes on and he talks about the voice of the shepherd. He said, my sheep will hear my voice. I know I've told this several times, but... But even tonight, I heard the story that this actually took place over in the east. This guy told a shepherd there, he said, hey, he said, I can trick those sheep. He said, I can persuade them. Said, so he followed him around a few days and got his little call down. And <laughs> so one day, the, the guy told him, he said, hey, I'm going to do it today. And he even takes his robe. The Bible talks about that. Wolves and sheep's clothing. Wolves and sheep clothing. But it's about the voice. <laughs> what did Isaac, what if Isaac would have really listened to the voice? He wouldn't have, he wouldn't have went by what he felt. But if he really would listen to the voice, this is not the voice of Esau. This is not the voice, amen. This is the voice of Jacob. I'm telling you, I'm telling you, amen. God's got his own clarity with his voice. You and I know it. If we'll just tune our ears in and tune our hearts in, that voice that beckons us, that voice that rings out of our hearts and our minds and our spirit and our lives, it's out to save us. It's out to deliver us. It's out to atone us. It's out, amen, to provide the best for us in this life and in that one to come. It's those that's got to hear the voice and we want to hear him say well done thy good and favor that's what we want to hear he walks up to that, that port of the gate begins to make that call he makes it several times he even becomes a little aggravated and frustrated that but not I'm paying him any attention all of a sudden after a little while one little lamb picks his head up and looks at him and sets his head back down. Man became so frustrated and so irritated. But it just proved the sheep knows their shepherd's voice. The Bible says this, He that hungers and thirsts after righteousness shall be filled. If you want to be filled with righteousness, God's going to send you the voice. God's going to send you the voice. God's going to bring you. It may, it may take a little while and you may go through some things, but I'm telling you, God. 
you won't be content and satisfied with this or that. Anything that's short of the true voice and true deliverance and true salvation, there'll be something just constantly pulling and woeing, constantly pulling at your soul, constantly pulling at your heart. Amen. It's with us every day. It rides with us every day. The voice of God, the Holy Ghost itself, woeing at us, moving at us. Well, draw us closer to thee, God. Draw us closer into that realm and place with you. Finally, the old shepherd walks up and that guy said, well, I had one to look up. He said, yeah, I've been noticed the last few days. It's been a little sick. It's a little under the weather. There's a lot of things swirling. And there's some things swirling around certain ones in this house tonight. You're pondering some things and you're thinking about some things. You better tune your ear in to the voice of God. You better get on your face and pray. You can't leave things undone. And just walk off somewhere else. You got to make sure it's right where you're at first. And I'm talking about right with God, not right with me. Right with God. Hear the voice tonight. I want to be right with God. I want to be right with everybody that I possibly can. That lies the power that works within me. And the only way I can do that is to hear that voice of God. Speaking, ringing out. You help us, God. These altars are open tonight. Time, if you would like to come and just talk to God a minute. Lift up your voice. Gideon had to listen to the voice of God. He left him with 300 men. Gave him instructions of a pitcher and a horn. And God spoke to him and told him, said, You tell the people do what you're doing, just like you do. And he brought victory against those Midianites. He brought victory against those Amalekites. And he brought in victory over the people of the East. And if you'll hear the voice tonight, I promise you, I don't know everybody's struggles and everybody's heartaches. But I'm telling you, there's a voice in this house tonight that knows each and every one of us. And where we at and where he wants to lead us, listen to his voice. And let him guide and lead you. Starting from this night tonight, God bless you.